All right, YouTube, thank you for joining me here. 419-2023. Really excited to run it up here today with you guys. It's about 6 o'clock on the West Coast, so we're still a little bit earlier. You guys know me. I'm usually running up the late night sessions. And I'm just going to make sure that I get this link shared on Twitter. And we're going to tell everybody, please, folks, can you share out this message? Can you retweet this, this post here that I'm putting out right now? We're going to say live now. And we're going to give a little hashtag XRP. And I apologize, everyone. Let's get it rocking and rolling. Okay. Thank you for giving me a second there. We're just telling everyone that we are live for the night. A lot to cover, folks. Crypto market back down today. That's why I got the red behind me. A little bit of red in the markets. Okay. All jokes aside, let's get right on into it, folks. Big update coming in here tonight. By the way, I wanted to plug this real quick. You guys know that I like to rant on here for about an hour or so sometimes. And so if you miss these sessions, obviously they're here on YouTube. Make sure you uh, smash that like and hit that notification bell. But we also have the podcast available as well. So you can listen to me passively rant for an hour while you're on your commute, while you're working, while you're doing your deal, getting your workout, catching a pump. While the crypto markets are back down, maybe you're going to catch a pump. You guys let me know what's up in the comments. I appreciate everyone for tuning in here today. Let's get tapped in. 28,856 for our Bitcoin, 1940 for your Ethereum, and we got a 49.35 on the XRP. Back down today. Let's take a look at the sticks. Look at this thing closely. I got my indicators hidden. Let's turn on the indicators. What did we have marked here? Yellow vertical line. <laughs> We're getting ready for the first of these back-to-back -back eclipses taking place, solar eclipse 420, and then we go lunar eclipse, and that's going to be in May. Let's watch it closely here, folks. We warned about this already back down. Already back down to 28,800, perfectly programmed. Don't ask me why the elite worship the moon. I don't know. I don't really spend too much time studying that, but I'm going to give you guys the full breakdown here today. Uh, folks, I bought the dip. I'm just going to say full disclosure. Uh, just going to come out and be open. Gary Gensler and his SEC want to file a case here against Bittrex and claim the Algorand's a security. I see Algo drops, and I said, thank you very much. I'll pick up that security. I'll pick up that blockchain technology. You know, here's the deal. A lot of this is illegal. Gary Gensler is a criminally corrupt uh, campaign participant, if you know what I'm talking about. I sh I'll show you here in a little bit. We got a lot to cover. And uh, this is all part of the corruption that's being exposed. And they're eating each other up. They're taking each other out as they get exposed. That's the beautiful thing about what's happening right now. And I just continue to take a position of let all truth be revealed. Let you know real money be discovered. I.e., you guys are going to see at the end of this session, the unprecedented demand for suppressed assets. And I'm talking about silver. And I'm also going to be talking about XRP as always. Now, let's get right on into it with the Gold Telegraph. Starting us off here, folks. We're looking at the geopolitical landscape. The West puts... <clears throat> this is our program. This is what we try to do. We put a price cap on Russian oil. What's the response? OPEC plus cuts production as countries such as the UAE, Saudi Arabia, India, and China buy Russian oil products at steep discounts, right as the IEA predicts record oil demand in 2023. We all have a front row seat and the pain is being felt in the West as we are too busy trying to be woke. Now, and, and this is what we were talking about. I was listening to Andy Sheckman and Robert Kiyosaki. You guys know my good friend, Andy Sheckman. We've we've uh, set up an affiliate link down below for you guys to go to my website and get tapped in with Andy. You can order precious metals from his company, Miles Franklin. He's been doing this for 33 years. 
serving up the precious metals and we thank him and the supplies running out but he was talking in the fourth emergency broadcast that he just did with robert kiyosaki i was listening to today and they were talking about how the opec plus deal right for oil these countries in the BRICS plus plus you know, dozens and dozens of countries that are abandoning the dollar uh, informally, formally signing up for BRICS, right? They've now created, they're, they're creating a similar structure group uh, like OPEC, but it's going to be for the rare earth minerals. So they're going to control the real commodities. This is a com- commodity and a currency war that's reached kinetic warfare in Ukraine and other areas as well, obviously. Now, while the West is abandoning Afghanistan, they're moving in, China and others to Afghanistan, the Middle East, Africa, South America. And you got two different opposing uh, y- you know, deals. Right. When you have the West sitting across the table from you, you know, in the back of your mind that they might try to price cap your oil. They might try to freeze your bank assets. Right. And and you know that they play dirty. If you don't want to play their political ball, I'm not going to say anything further. You see what happens now. Right now, we're trying. We're too busy and we're focused on being woke. I can't even get you start. I'm not even going to start ranting about what's going on where I'm from. Some of the laws that are getting passed where I'm from, because I try to keep my location on the DL. But I'll just tell you this. I'm in a loony state, if you know what I mean. I'm in one of those crazy, whacked out states. They're passing so many things that's unbelievable. I'm going to get right into it. But this is all part of all of the West. All of the West going woke, staying broke, right? And, and, And they're lying to us. Deceiving us and manipulating the data, the story, and our reality as we know it through their mainstream media puppets. And that's why platforms like ours are going and they're just hitting is because when we when I get around to getting on prime time, we can run up the session because people want the truth and not just the truth, not just understanding the grand conspiracy. But what do we do? What's the program? And so that's where we stay tapped in. And we've just been calling this program out from the very beginning. As far as the West putting a price cap on Russian oil, nobody cares. We have lost our standing. We are being laughed at by every other country. Price cap on Russian oil. They're all going in and buying it at a discount and laughing at us all the way to the bank. As they fill up their coffers, fill up their vaults, uh, vaults, fill up their reserves while we drain our strategic petroleum reserve. Now, check out this next one. To reiterate the point, Saudi's foreign minister lands in Syria. These countries, these sects of different uh, of religion that have been battle for hundreds of years are coming together. Meets with Assad first since the wars start in 2011. Saudi Arabia and Syria. The kingdom. Folks, these deals are getting done. They don't care about being going woke. They're laughing. They're laughing as the deals are getting signed, right? And are once thought to be allies, no games are being played. Political correctness, are you kidding me? And now, see, this is the thing that the, the, these people don't get, is that this is moving, this is accelerating, and I still got folks in the comments that are defending the dollar and saying that we're never going to lose the reserve, and they're missing the point. It's not about if we're the most traded currency, we can still be the most traded currency, the, 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 the largest reserve currency, right, by far, but that doesn't mean we're not going to lose our standard of living. See, just because we have the cleanest shirt in the closet, remember, we give you the analogy of the whole house being on fire, and we're trying to pick out the cleanest shirt in the closet. That's your currencies, your fiat currencies. And 
these people are still in my comments in denial about the standard of living that's going to be lost, about the pain that's coming to Main Street in America. I don't care if you think we're going to keep the reserve. I do too. I think we got something up our sleeve. They're not that stupid. It's pretty crazy what's happening in the DC dance. We're going to get into it. But they're not that stupid. Good guy Gary. We're going to get into it. Right? But but I still see, see so many people are in denial. They're going to get left behind. And that's the sad part because the vaults are getting drained. No matter what you think, do you got real money is my question. You got a high paying job. You're a success. You went to college. You got an MBA. Whatever your degree is. Got a solid job. It's going all right. Massive layoffs are hitting in America right now. Inflation is not 5%. And so I'm not trying to be fear monger. I'm not trying to, you know, say that we're going to 100% lose the reserve currency. I'm just saying that Main Street's getting wiped out. When the Fed tells us it's a mild recession, that means middle class sacrifice. Let me let me just cut right to it for you. No BS, no dance like good guy Gary does when he's testifying in front of Congress. Can he answer any questions straight? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the real business, the real players, stepping up to the table right now. And this is what I'm encouraging our audience to do as well right now. While these games are being played, the upside down reality, identity crisis... Let them play the games. Let's take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. And they're going to get left behind. Our audience, well ahead of the curve here. Here we go. As we've been saying, it's not going away. That's going to be your inflation. Fed official says inflation won't return to 2% for at least two years. Absolutely. More pain on the way while they look at raising. House Republicans propose raising the debt limit by another $1.5 trillion or extending it until March 31st, 2024. Now, the sad part, folks, is even if they raise another $1.5 trillion, we probably still run out of money this year. They're running such a large deficit right now that even if they raise another $1.5 trillion this year, we might still run out. We might still hit that debt limit before the March 31st date that they give us now. And see, what they're trying to do is they're, they're all going to come together. This is why we call it the DC dance, right? They're going to come together. They're going to shake hands, slap each other on the back, and raise us another $1.5 and extend it until next year. And this all relates back to where we're at in the timeline. Everybody wants XRP to be at 589 by when Swift was supposed to go live with ISO, by this date, by that riddle. We've been, we've been admitting that we were wrong on the timeline, on some of it, right? It's been extended out. This reiterates that point, and I know no one wants to hear that. That is not a clickbait title. Moon, you know, solar eclipse pump turned out to be the exact opposite. Solar eclipse is tomorrow, and we're already dumping, just like we warned about. But that point aside, everybody wants a moon date. Everybody wants to send it. Everyone wants the timeline to be over. Can we go back to normal? We will never go back to normal. Folks, this is a new reality where raising the debt limit by $1.5 trillion is nothing. This is, a, this is nothing for them with where they're at. And so that's the program. And let's move on to Canada, our good friends to the north. Over the last 20 years, Canadian home prices have quadrupled, while overall inflation in Canada has increased 49% per Charlie Bellello. Canadian salaries have only increased, increased at 4.2% on average yearly. That's not keeping up. Not even close. And you guys have seen the real estate market went nuts in Canada. 
in particular, I've seen it, you know, Vancouver, BC, nuts. Nuts. Um, I've done a couple trips, actually, to Vancouver recently. Nuts. <laughs> 1,700 square foot, five acres, two and a half million dollars. What is the reality up here in Canada? It is insanity in the real estate market, but I'll tell you what it is. And I'm about to show you a clip later for a guy who's saying, yeah, I'm going to play that clip. It's been going viral of the guy talking about why the U.S. won't lose the reserve currency status and how bad it is in China and how they want to get the money out. Well, that's why the, they wanted to get the money out and they brought it to Vancouver. They brought it to Seattle. They brought it to United States and other markets as well. Right. And so I understand that. I get that point. But that is not even close, folks. We've been running here for over the last 20 years. Overall inflation in Canada has increased 49%. And here's the problem. Canadian salaries have only increased 4.2% on average yearly. And I know the situation's similar or potentially worse here in the United States. But what are we doing? Well, we're passing woke stuff. Let's, let's get it done. Washington state legislator has just passed a bill banning in the state. This will likely trigger other state legislators to follow suit. Governments are slowly stripping away our Second Amendment rights. This one's from Nick Sorter. And so this is one of many states that's making a move on that Second Amendment. Another asset class that, um, full disclosure, I have made an allocation towards. XR Peaky Blinder 5 Spot Super Chat. Hey, brother, I asked Uncle Alan from Stable Crew to shake your hand on my behalf. And would you do the same on behalf of my, me back? XRP Vegas, be safe. XRP Vegas is going to be so much fun. I know I'm looking forward to meeting Alan and many others in person, brother. Thank you for the Super Chat. Now, another one from Nick Sorter right here. An IRS criminal super, uh, supervisory agent... An IRS criminal supervisory agent seeking whistleblower protection claims the investigation into someone, I'm not going to name it, someone who will go unnamed, HB, is being mishandled by the White House. He says the disclosures, quote, contradict sworn testimony to Congress related to the investigation. This is being reported by the Wall Street Journal. Don't shoot the messenger. Let's look into it for ourselves. Let's let all truth be revealed. I better be quiet. Because you know there's some things we can't talk about, right? Now, this is the point that we're making, though. As they get exposed, right, they're taking each other out. They're getting caught in the cover-up. And it all relates to good guy Gary Gensler. It relates all the way to the top with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. making his move right here, folks. Announcing his candidacy for president. Quote, this is what happens when you censor somebody for 18 years. I got a lot to talk about. They shouldn't have shut me up for that long because now I'm really going to let loose on them for the next 18 months. They're going to hear a lot from me. Robert Kennedy Jr. Now, I'm going to play this clip for you guys, but this actually, I think for the, for the Democrats, I would be more worried about this. Someone who knows where the bodies are buried. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. announcing his candidacy for president, folks. Let's take a listen in. This is what this is what happens when you censor somebody for 18 years. I got a lot to talk about. They shouldn't have shut me up that long. Now I'm going to really let loose on them for the next 18 months. They're going to hear a lot from me.
yeah, so there you have it, folks. I mean, I, I really think, you know, I, I don't care to get political. I want to win. I want to get rich. I want to build wealth. That's all I care about. But golly, the politics is clear as day. And you guys see it. If you're into crypto, I mean, clearly, there's, you know, some people that want to open up the markets, allow innovation and investment to take place in this country. And there's others that are just puppets for the banksters, which is what it all comes down to, doesn't it? It all comes down to the money. Robert Kennedy Jr. here, he's about to be dropping bombs for the next 18 months. And I've seen they've already censored him. They already censored him, of course. Um, but there's a lot more where 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 he's coming from. I think that uh, he's going to open up a lot, I think. Now, uh, we're going to watch this, folks, because I know there's a lot of people saying, and I, like I was talking about at the beginning, these, these folks in the comments that say that the United States dollar will not lose its reserve status. That's fine. I agree. I think we have something up our sleeve. I think we have the gold. I see that our 43rd treasurer of the United States went to work with Ripple. I see that you know our last administration had many connections to Ripple. This administration had many connections to Ripple. I, I think there's a deal to be done. I think we have something going on. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to lose a standard of living. That doesn't mean that we're not going to feel some pain. That doesn't mean that inflation's not going away and that we're going to have a quote mild recession. So I get this guy's point and I'm going to let this clip play. But the point that I've been trying to make is everybody wants to just go back to normal. Everybody wants the timeline to be over. Everybody wants a flip of the switch. Everybody wants a moon date. Reality is hitting it's called a, a, a mild recession by the CEO of Bank of America and others now now coming out of the Fed minutes, right? Mild recession is now the new the new transitory inflation. Okay. But I'm gonna let this this gentleman play this clip. He's got a good point, right? There's still a long ways to go, but you gotta understand that even just lo losing some of this goes a long ways, right? Let's listen in. The pundits started to panic just because of a shit post by Putin. Like, when can you stop listening to that dumbass bunker bitch? You can mark my words. The Chinese Yuan will never become... Now, now, hold up, folks. I did mean to apologize. This guy uses some colorful language, so I do apologize. Make sure you don't got the kiddos listening in if uh, you need to. The pundits started to panic just okay. because of a Look shit out. post by Putin. Like, when can you stop listening to that dumbass bunker bitch? You can mark my words. The Chinese Yuan will never become an international currency, let alone the main one. Why? Because China doesn't want it to happen. Putin might want it to happen, but Xi doesn't. Here's why. Firstly, you should know that China's wealth is concentrated in a group of crazy, crazy rich people. They have wealth beyond your wildest dream. Okay, you might think their closets are filled with Hermes or, or Chanel. No, they're filled with cash from the floor to the fucking ceiling. Just like rich people elsewhere, uh, they are assholes with shady businesses. But what makes them different from the American rich assholes is that they don't want to stay in a country that made them rich. Weird, huh? Their entire life pursuit is to fucking run, or at least help their kids run. Folks in China even use the English word run to specifically refer to the action of leaving the country. So the rich people want to leave, but the only thing that holds them back is the fact that their wealth is yuan denominated. You know what I mean? They can't spend their money elsewhere. China doesn't let them sell their yuan beyond a certain quota. So rich people can only spend a tiny share of their wealth outside China. Now imagine what will happen if yuan becomes an international currency that's freely exchangeable. These mega rich people will be out of their birdcage. 
They'll swarm into luxury properties outside China like zombies chasing meat. And back home, the yuan-denominated assets will just collapse. The currency, the stocks, the real estate will all turn into worthless shit in a matter of weeks. You think the CCP will let that happen? No way. You can be rich, but your ass belongs to the state. Okay, now you might want to ask why rich people want to leave China. Well, that's a long story. I'll have to talk about it next time. But in the meanwhile, please stare at this graph. I'm going to pause it right there so that you guys can see that. That's the graph that he's referring to when he's saying that we got a long ways to go. And, you know, the conditions are not nice over there. And so that's why the dollar is going to remain the reserve. And that's fine. I can agree with that. Right. Right. Like, like it is so bad in some of the countries that they still want to hold you. I mean, they need to. They have to get out. And like he said, there is restrictions uh, and it's bad, you know, and for me, it's really just a matter of wanting a level playing field. Right. And, and so even if we just get the level playing field, all I'm making the case is that unless we start building, producing, manufacturing, getting it out of the ground and, and, and doing a, you know, providing real value, i.e., you know, the commodities and, and everything that is produced by the rest of the world, um, they're done with our dollar. That's the problem. Unless we do something to reset, restructure, revalue our dollar, they're done with it. So we've enjoyed a status of basically being able to just cut checks because everybody accepted our money. We ran up the largest debt. We ran up the credit. We're in the most debt we've ever been in because everybody was accepting our money. That's no longer the case. So we are going to cons you know, constrict our growth, i.e. recession, but then it's much worse than that. It's money that's leaving and never coming back. You know, I mean, my money that my U.S. dollars that I'm taking and moving into silver, it ain't going back to U.S. dollars maybe ever. It might just get passed on down to my little one. I was telling TikTok before this session started, I had a couple ounces here on the desk. I gave them to my daughter to play with, and she loved being able to play with the real metal here, and I'm showing her what real money is. I lost them. I've got to go find those because they're actually worth real money. You know, this 10-ounce bar... What is silver's at 25 bucks an ounce? Let's just say 250 bucks right here in this little bar. Good luck getting it for 250 bucks, right? With the premiums, with the supply, with the vaults getting drained, with the unprecedented demand. I'm going to cover it at the end of the show. And so the point being, yes, okay, we have a long ways to go and we're probably going to keep the reserve. That's fine. But will we have the same standard of living? Can we keep expanding like we have been? Can the everything bubble continue? No. And that's what everybody's in denial about. So even if we still are fine, like it's still going to be pretty good here. I do agree. Actually, I think it's going to be freaking amazing for those of us that are really putting in the work and making the proper investments, building the real businesses. I think it's going to be fantastic, right? But for the average person that's, you know, went to school, got a job, 401k, they're about to get cleaned, cleaned. The, the, the average little hashtag entrepreneur, cute, cute little business, not a real business, about to get cleaned. That's the point. Nobody wants to hear that. That's not a clickbait. That's not a thumbs up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you haven't already, please smash the thumbs up if you do appreciate this content. If you don't, if, that, if, if you want the flip of the switch to be tomorrow and you want to be rich already, I feel you. You know, if, if you're so inclined to smash the thumbs up, at least react, do something, drop a comment and tell me why you think that we, we don't get another couple years or more of pain and why America will be able to maintain this standard of living. I think that 
what we're going to see is a separation wealth gap continue. And that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried. People that had a nest egg no longer having the nest egg to hand down to the kids. That's what kills me. Seeing Main Street, my family, uh, you know, friends of mine, their businesses shutting down on Main Street. That's what kills me. That's what pains me. That's my pain point. And, you know, we've been able to reach out here. Millions of people watch our content and we're trying to help as many people as we can. I make the joke. I make the TikTok with the train going behind me. The train has left the station. You guys still got time to get running. Hop aboard. We're still pulling some of you guys up. But our time is running out. The deals are getting done, as you guys saw. Now, we're about to transition here into the cryptocurrency update, folks. And you guys see, I didn't go live last night. I, I I wasn't feeling it, but you guys saw, I felt like there was enough getting shared on Twitter with Gary Gensler getting absolutely roasted. Gary Gensler absolutely getting pressed. And I'm going to show you guys my favorite clip from that. But Gary Gensler got pressed yesterday, and now we see it in D.C. They're moving quickly on the regulations on the stablecoins, or at least accelerating, you know, picking up speed. Maxine Waters said at the stablecoin hearing that Patrick McHenry and other GOP committee members have come up with a whole new bill from the, the, from the one that they were working on last fall and that they are now starting from scratch. Hopefully, no FTX-type wrenches in the works this time. So what we're seeing here is basically they're restarting, I guess. But with Patrick McHenry, one of the good guys there in Congress, one of the good guys, a few good guys and gals that are actually getting something done, he did a fantastic job of pressing Gary Gensler yesterday, but we got to do more than just press Gary Gensler. We got to get these bills passed. We got to move. We got to fire Gary Gensler. I, I mean, there's a lot to expose here, and we don't have time to be doing the regular, normal DC dance that they love to do, but they are getting it moving, and now we see this one. I want to say a huge shout out once again from XRP uh, Peaky Blinder, two spot. Mental health is going to be a booming business. There's so much opportunity, brother. There's so much opportunity. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, this is what I love hearing about in the in the private community discord and in the one-on-one -on -one sessions that I've been doing is hearing about the businesses that people are running and that they've started up and that they're building and what their side hustle is, right? And, and what they're doing uh, at their job, right? To just bring in more income now so that we can buy these suppressed assets that we're seeing have an unprecedented demand, just like I put in the title. Now you guys see this, Gensler, under oath, this is shared by Chip on the chain, Gensler under oath denies knowledge of the Steele dossier payment despite being Clinton's 2016 campaign treasurer. A House investigation is needed to verify Gensler's claims and examine Alpha Bank hoax payments. Now, for those of you who have been here for a while, you know we were watching that. As soon as that came, you know, basically last year, I think, maybe even sooner, we started to look back at that connection. Like, oh, you know, it was during the SEC versus Ripple lawsuit is when we started to look through all of this information. And the XRP community has been on these guys. Like, like we've been actually making a change, as John Deaton was talking about in his recap of Gary Gensler's testimony. We are actually making a change. The 70,000 XRP holders plus everybody else in the community that's been pressing our government officials. Uh, sending letters to Congress you know, tuning into the judge's hearing. And now more than ever, you guys are seeing how much pressure is now going to be on Judge Torres to, for the summary judgment ruling that we've been waiting on. Breakthrough at any time. But this was my favorite clip from the testimony yesterday. I want to give a huge shout out to Congressman Byron Donalds. Gary Gensler was CFO of Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. In today's financial committee hearing, he under oath 
stated he was unaware that the Clinton campaign facilitated the payment for the Steele dossier. How could a campaign CFO possibly be unaware of a $1 million plus payment? That is a fantastic question from Congressman Byron Dan uh, Donalds. Byron Donalds. Now, proudly representing the people of Southwest Florida. He's from Florida. And I want you guys to listen in here. This was my favorite clip by far. Absolutely pressing Gary Gensler. And he was shaking. Gary Gensler started out the whole testimony you shaking from the very beginning when Patrick McHenry laid into him on whether or not Ethereum was a security. And he would not come out and give an answer. But listen to Congress Byron Donalds absolutely press Gary Gensler. This is absolutely amazing. Hey, real quick, last question. I think it might have came up. You were Hillary Clinton's uh, CFO in a campaign, right? It's part of my history. Were you? Yes or no? In 2016. Did you facilitate the payment for the Steele dossier since you were CFO of the Hillary Clinton campaign? Sir. Yes or no? Sir. Yes or no? That, that, was, that was not... You're under oath, Chairman Gensler. Yes or I no? I know. I was not something I was aware of. I yield back the rest of my time. Thank you, Chairman. Hey, real quick, last question. I think it might have... Absolutely amazing. Byron Donalds. Absolutely amazing. We love to see it. And this is what we need. This is what we're fighting for. This isn't political. This is what the hell has been going on there in this DC corporate entity that has hijacked this country and been sold out for so long. We're fighting to just get back and preserve this opportunity that we had in this country. And you bet, you bet we're going to have to press you and ask the tough questions. Finally, it was so refreshing to see that. Now, like I said, we got to follow it up. We got to keep on sending the messages to these congressmen, these, these women that are representing us, you know, and the Senate had a test, uh, had a hearing today along with the house, once again, talking about stable coins. And so we're starting to see action. So now we got to press them forward. I'm not even going to get into the email that I got back. I see, I did connect to Congress through John Deaton and I sent a, a, a message, a letter to my, um, Senator in my Congress, uh, men and women. Now I get a response back. I'm not even going to say what it's about. It's so ridiculous. Obviously I got put on some mailing list from, from this politician. And it, it's unbelievable. Like I said, they're so off in la la land trying to pass all this woke trash. And meanwhile, the financial tsunamis here and, and, and they are just about to get cleaned. It's not even close. It's not even up for debate. And I wish I could like, Touch this up and make this nice for them. I, I, it, it's, it's getting cleaned. It's getting wiped out. But they were woke. At least they were woke. And, and like I said, I'm not here to get political. It's just what's been going on. Let all truth be revealed. And a good business is a good business. A balance sheet is a balance sheet. You know, common sense still does apply. And it's just simple math. 30 plus trillion in debt, over 100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. And we're running deficits of what, two, three trillion per year. And we're going to raise the debt ceiling 1.5 trillion till March of next year. And we still might go broke this year. We might not even make it to March of next year. It's not political. And this is the irony of this whole thing. We see this. 24 Hours Crypto found this. Ripple basically funded Gary Gensler back in 2018 when he taught at MIT. Well, well. A couple months later, Gary was on the payroll. And so you guys can see right here. This is pretty interesting. Crypto startup Ripple donates $50 million to the top universities to boost blockchain adoption. Which, 
is another interesting thing for all the haters that want to FUD out Ripple and want to say negative things about Ripple and complain that Brad Garlinghouse hasn't made them rich. Well, they are investing back into the XRP Ledger ecosystem. They are giving $50 billion to some of these universities. I'm not going to get into what, what they're teaching at these universities. But yeah, I mean, it takes people like Ripple stepping up, putting $50 million here so that we can boost blockchain adoption. That happens June 4, 2018. And then shortly thereafter, in the fall of 2018, we have Professor Gary Gensler. Professor Gary Gensler. And um, so it's interesting, right? $50 million going to the universities, funding these universities like MIT that Gary Gensler taught at. And when he was at MIT, he talked about the utility of XRP. He talked about the utility of DLT technology. And he did say that they were more like a currency, right? Than a security. He never once said they were security. But now, right, he's playing his part. Good guy, Gary, Goldman, Gary. And we have John Deaton chiming in. He says, if I'm a UK regulator, I am salivating at the disaster going on in the US and thinking to myself, what an opportunity. Absolutely. And all the other countries are doing it. I just saw another one about Dubai bringing in more crypto folks. Now, Stuart Alderati had said this. John Dean was retweeting. Stuart says, missed all the excitement yesterday on the Gensler hearing. I am in London spending time with our team focused on growing our business can tell you how inept the SEC looks from this side of the pond. So Ripple's just continuing to build, and they're over there in London, and London is ready, and Europe is ready. They're passing Mika, right? And you guys are seeing the rest of the world. We're going to show you guys uh, right now uh, the adoption that Ripple's having in the Asia region with uh, Tranglo, okay? And you guys are seeing on-demand liquidity growth is growing like wildfire outside of the United States. It's just very simple. Now, we got this. We're getting into the crypto, folks. A Bitcoin wallet from Satoshi era, dormant for over nine years, has been reactivated. It is holding 6,071 Bitcoin valued at 178 million. Look out, folks. This one's an early one. Something to watch closely. And, uh, folks, I I've been warning about this. I did not think that we were in the clear. This is not a clickbait headline. This is not how you get more views and hype. When you say that we're not done, that we're coming back down. I don't know if we set a new bottom, but it is potential there. You know, we went down to 15500 for Bitcoin. I'm not saying that we got to go set a new bottom. I'm just saying we're not out of the weeds. I'm just saying that we still are fighting Gary Gensler uh, launching and, and, and ramping up Operation Choke Point. And then we see moves like this. We see manipulation still continuing. Old school wallet here, Satoshi Era. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been dormant for over nine years and this is the problem. You know, I, I feel like with, with Ripple and XRP right now, the dynamics set up pretty simple. We know that Ripple has a bunch. What are they doing? They're selling off a decent amount, right? They're getting rid of it. And who's it going to on-demand liquidity banks and institutions? It's not going to retail. So we can assume that maybe there's 5 billion, 10 billion. Let's say there's even 15, 20 billion XRP in retail's hand. I think that's a little generous, probably way generous. Some people think there's only like a few billion in retail's hands. Okay, the point being, we know who has it, right? It's either Ripple or it's banks and institutions that are using XRP for on-demand liquidity, using it for utility, keeping it on their balance sheet as a reserve currency, and me and you, Joe Blow, that are holding on to our XRP. So we know who has it. With Bitcoin and Ethereum, that's the whole thing that I don't like is you, you have no idea who has these massive bags that they can just come in with nine years dormant now they're coming in to sell and you know with ethereum 
that's the whole deal with there. And then with all these other cryptos, with all these other cryptos, you look through the list of who's behind them, the companies, the teams that are building on them. And it's just no comparison, no comparison, not even close. So what do we see here, folks? Greg Kidd dropping one today that was very interesting. Now, you know, Greg Kidd is the gentleman. He is the CEO of Global ID, co-founder of Hard Yaka, Opto, MTB. He says he's a gardener, poker player, father, ex-Federal Reserve, Ripple uh, CRO, uh, which is uh, risk officer, corporate risk officer. And he was the first round investor in Twitter, uh, Twitter, Square, Coinbase, Filecoin, and many others, Solana, many others. He was the one that called XRP an intergalactic world reserve currency. Or an intergalactic currency, I should say. Right, very early on at Ripple. But now, Greg Kidd launched his most recent venture, which is very interesting to me. When Greg Kidd speaks, when Greg Kidd gets behind something, you take a look at it. He says, the Universal Ledger heralds the day when anyone with a baseline identity can hold, send, and receive dollars safely and compliantly. So this looks like it's going to be an add-on kind of to what they're working with Global ID, working with identity. What the Universal Ledger is, is a compliance and identity-first digital wallet. Uh... It, it is a compliance and identity first digital wallet platform built on blockchain technology. It is a true wallet as a service platform providing developers and engineers with an API and event driven architecture on which they can build digital wallet experiences that allow assets to be moved globally in real time while maintaining global compliance standards like those of the FATF 40 and local jurisdictional regulatory requirements. The Universal Ledger is a true wallet-as-a-service platform allowing developers to build fully compliant digital wallet experiences with native identity integration. That seems to be the kicker right there, is to tie in that identity integration. These capabilities are enabled through smart contracts that enforce specific transactional rules and allow the movement of a one-to-one USD-backed digital token anywhere within the UL ecosystem while ensuring businesses never have to wonder if the funds are used for illegal and illicit purposes. The Universal Ledger is a true wallet-as-a-service platform allowing developers to build fully compliant digital wallet experiences with native identity integration. And so this, to me, looks like Kind of like the Zum wallet for XRP, but for everything. The universal ledger. The intergalactic currency XRP could be one of the currencies that you could set up a wallet for, right? On this platform, it looks like it's, you know, uh, blockchain agnostic, right? But then it has the main thing right here of a one-to-one USD-backed digital token anywhere within the UL ecosystem, okay? The wallets themselves remain non-custodial, always allowing the wallet holder to directly control their assets. So it will be your keys, it will be your crypto, and it would be your one-to-one USD-backed digital token. Okay? But this is the kicker right here. By embedding identity at the base ledger level, wallet providers can provide financial services to persons previously unreachable on a risk basis, allowing access on limited terms for those with limited identities. And so folks, I'm going to be going through, I went and looked at their website. This is all new. Like their medium only has six followers. I went to their like Twitter only has like a hundred followers. This is all fresh, and Greg Kidd just put out this tweet today. So this is all brand new information. I'm going to look into this further, 
And I'm going to be doing a little deep dive on that along with a deep dive on the next thing I'm about to show you. But before I do, I got to give a huge shout out to MC Prosperity with a $20 super chat. Massive. We got this. XRP is the way. I appreciate that positivity, MC. We know what we hold. We know what we're going to be building on. And it's just so simple. And great kid, what he's doing there, that's something to look at. We'll be doing a little bit further look at that. Along with this one, folks, I want to take a glance at this, but I'm going to do a whole deep dive on the Tranglo Ripple relationship because we just came across some new information and documents that really explain and describe this partnership. Now, one sec. What you'll see here is another post by Ratha Kahneman. Ratha Kahneman is on it one of the OG XRP researchers. And um, I got a few tweets that I'm going to share of his today. But he's talking about this article right here from John Hyatt. This is from Forbes. Now, it was a Forbes Premium article, so you had to pay. It's like 7 bucks a month for Forbes Premium. And uh, so, so I wasn't able to read the article. And uh, it says right here, this John Hyatt guy wrote this article. SEC filings from a Cayman Islands SPAC offer new disclosure on Ripple's XRP business. The filings show that Tranglo, a Malaysian remittance company that is 40% owned by Ripple, plays a key role in Ripple's ongoing sales of XRP. Now, I caught some of these screenshots were shared by Tiffany Hayden on kind of what's in the article. And it seems like the guy is making kind of an article that's slanted bashing Ripple for selling their XRP through this partnership with Tranglo in a negative way. It seems like he's taking a negative stance. Uh, and, and one of the things that he says right here is this. A couple of years ago, ODL was just the story to make people believe that there was some purpose to XRP and Ripple, says Walker. But now they've actually turned it into a way to sell XRP while claiming they're not selling any XRP. Um, and, and, and so that's the thing. Um, this guy, he took a little bit of a negative stance on Ripple's partnership and relationship with Tranglo. Ripple owns 40% of Tranglo, right? Tranglo has become a core part of Ripple's story. In March 2021, about three months after being sued by the SEC, Ripple bought its 40% equity stake in the business for an undisclosed sum. Okay. But like I said, this whole thing started, and, and the reason why we got anything out of this was because this guy shared the findings that come out of this SEC filing. In the title here, what a sputtering SPAC reveals about Ripple's billion-dollar XRP business. Okay? And so Rath Economist shares what we find as a conclusion, what he learned. Seamless owns Tranglo and TNG Asia. So this merger, this whole deal right here, is between um is between a company named Seamless and Infinite. Okay? And so he's sharing here. Tranglo's largest ODL volume comes from GEA moving TNG money. Seamless says if acquired by public SPAC, they divest investments in GEE and TNG Asia. Okay? So, and then Ratha Kahneman shared this, outstanding, a summary of the ODL agreement between Tranglo and Ripple buried in the SEC disclosures. No earth-shaking news I can see yet, but it's significant to have real legal documents to consider. And this is the document right here, Master Services Agreement for Signature. So like I said, I'm going to be doing a deep dive because I want to have time to go through 
this is the service agreement. I already started to look through part of it. And then right here, this is the notice for the SPAC filing, the form S4. And so right here, you can see Tranglo remittance business. This is the whole document right here. Let me show you guys this. This is the whole document right here, SEC S4 filing for this SPAC to buy Seamless. And Seamless owns 60% of Tranglo. And so they talk in this deal about how Tranglo is 40% owned by Ripple and how Tranglo is using Ripple's on-demand liquidity to utilize XRP. But here's a key couple takeaways that I found just on my first skim through this, folks. Look, at this, this is massive. This is massive. The success of Tranglo's business can be witnessed by the solid growth in corporate customer base from 156 as of December 31st, 2018 to 195 as of December 31st, 2021. In terms of customers and partners as of December 31st, 2021, Tranglo had a global payout network of more than 2,000 bank partners, other non-bank financial institution partners, as well as telecom partners. So right there, and then we see this, for the year that ended in 2021, Tranglo had processed more than 9 million transactions globally with a total value of 3.3 billion. Since its inception, Tranglo has processed more than 12 billion in cross-border payment transactions to date. For the years ending 2020 and 2021, Tranglo's revenue grew from 42.9 million to 48.7 million respectively. So they're talking about this deal here with Tranglo, how strong that company is and of course they are right they they let ripple buy out and right here you see it strategic partnership with ripple in 2021 ripple the leading provider of enterprise blockchain and cryptocurrency solutions for cross-border payments acquired 40 percent of tranglo this was done to scale RippleNet, ripple's global financial network and tackled the complexities of the payment landscape in southeast asia and beyond RippleNet leverages distributed ledger technology to deliver financial solutions from bi-directional messaging settlement liquidity management and lines of credit to a global network of partners now here's what you're waiting for folks this partnership introduced ripple's on-demand liquidity service enabling participating remittance partners to process instant cross-border payments to eliminate the costly pre-funding arrangement odl leverages the digital asset xrp to facilitate low-cost transactions via RippleNet, and they have a diagram right here the chart below illustrates how Tranglo's partnership with ripple utilizes odl to streamline payments and enhance liquidity so there you have it right there they talk about the benefit of xrp and how, the, how this deal is working, how the relationship is working. And so I'm going to do a whole deep dive, I think, on this partnership. Now that we have a little bit more uh, documents, a little bit more evidence, and little like literally specific agreements uh, between Ripple and uh, Tranglo. What was interesting to note, though, is for other folks to use the Tranglo platform, the 2,000 banks that they've partnered with now, uh, 156 corporate clients, or it's up to 190-something corporate clients now, they talked about how you had to pre-fund the account. I was reading through the document right before I got on live here tonight, and they're talking about how you still had to pre-fund. So even when you use Tranglo's tech, right, their cross-border payments platform, uh, you still need to pre-fund your account, right? But when you use Ripple's ODL, that's where we completely eliminate the need for uh, the pre-funded accounts. And then they also were talking about how much they save and actually an incentive that they're offering for folks to use uh, on-demand liquidity settling in XRP.
Okay, but there's a lot more to come from that one. Um, I maybe have to end up buying that Forbes article, uh, uh, Forbes subscription, so I can read that article. I want to see what that guy's saying because I know this. He's put out a couple articles in regards to XRP. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at that and I'm gonna do a little bit further deep dive on this partnership. But once again, folks, undeniable. This isn't like these other crypto partnerships where they're talking about it they're doing the photo ops this is real partnerships and real settlement taking place with excuse me with xrp undeniable not okay a partnership but are they using the token a consultation are they using the token their friends are they using the token in this case we know and we know it's been ramping up now, the guy from the Forbes article was saying, you know, that this is how Ripple's secretly selling off their XRP. My question is, is how are they able to grow ODL nine times year over year if nobody's interested in it? And just like it says in that filing right there, it eliminates the need for pre-funding, which the existing payments platform through Tranglo and every other banking system uh, that we have today, you need to do the pre-funding, which is a $30 trillion problem. That gets eliminated by using ODL XRP. So it's undeniable. The usage of the token and the benefits of the token. Undeniable. Is Ripple and Tranglo given an incentive for their partners to use XRP? Maybe selling them XRP on the cheap? Maybe backing it up with XRP sales? Yeah. Yeah. That's facilitating and getting deals done. That's servicing your client. right? And what does it end with? More XRP getting used. Institutions wanting XRP using it in cross-border payments, putting it on their balance sheet, using it for treasury flows. And as you're about to see, I'm about to show you guys, we're about to get smart contracts as well. You have it right here. Another partnership. Ratha Kahneman says, Air Wallex, a Ripple partner, has launched global payment services in Canada as part of its expansion into the Americas. Okay, another Ripple partner continuing to grow. Similar to Tranglo, Right continuing to grow now we have this one folks let's take a look here the xrp daily the xrp ledger is now one step closer to native smart contracts xrp ledger is a decentralized blockchain we know about that okay but what we're looking at is this folks now the xrp ledger is one step closer to realizing this goal thanks to the hooks amendment and that's going to be native smart contracts the Hooks Amendment is a proposed upgrade to the XRP ledger that would allow developers to write and execute custom code directly on the ledger without the need for a separate smart contract platform. To ensure the security of this new feature, the cybersecurity firm For Your Eyes Only, FYEO, has been commissioned to carry out a comprehensive security assessment of the Hooks Amendment. FYEO is working closely with XRP Labs and Vitae Vin, two leading XRP Ledger developers, to identify and mitigate any potential security risks associated with the new feature. And this is what I love about the development that's happening on the XRP Ledger right here. This is not Ripple. XRP Labs and Vitae Vin and this firm for your eyes only. This is not this, this is not Ripple at all. They're adding, confirming, building onto the network. The security assessment is expected to cover a wide range of potential attack vectors, including but not limited to malicious code, denial of service, cyber attacks, 
economic attacks, exploit, uh, exploitation of vulnerabilities in the XRP Ledger's consensus protocol. Once the assessment is complete, the results will be shared with the XRP Ledger community and any necessary adjustments to the Hooks Amendment will be made to address any identified vulnerabilities. This is a significant development for the XRP Ledger as it will enable developers to create more sophisticated, decentralized applications on the platform. These dApps can potentially be used in a variety of industries. Yada, yada, yada. We know that story and we know where this is going and the haters say why don't you guys already have smart contracts well why don't you already have scalability why don't you already have throughput that can actually get something done and run a real network at nearly no cost because that's what they've accomplished and now they're going through the security checks and they're doing things the right way just like they did with the nfts remember the exploit that they found with the nfts before they launched xls 20d that that got pushed back that's because these developers not ripple but these developers that are actually confirming xrp building and growing and amending xrp confirmed and found the the air the the hack or whatever it was right and so this is what we need to get done right Let's make sure we do it properly, unlike Solana that's down every week, unlike all these other blockchains that are getting hacked, that have bugs, downtime. There's a reason why we've been operating for over a decade with no downtime, flawlessly, right? With, 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 with almost no hiccups, with no blemishes on the XRP ledger. There's a reason why. Are we running at 1,500 transactions per second right now on the mainnet? No, 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 no. But on the private side chains, we know for central banks, we can do 100,000 TPS easily. Tap into Interledger protocol, you can do a trillion transactions per second. Right? So, so in real world applications, we're, we're ready to scale up. And as more infrastructure is needed, the infrastructure comes. It will be built out. We only have 30-something validators on the XRP ledger. I saw we're about to lose one of our, our validators. One of the guys running a D-U-L, uh, D-U-N-L. Very unfortunate. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm going to be spending some time looking into actually what that process is. I was actually looking into it over the weekend into setting up a, a validator for the XRP ledger. Um, and and because that's where I'd like to see more investment. I'd like to do it myself. But like I've been saying, I've been worried this whole time about the SEC coming after me and my businesses, right? Just like they've come after so many now, we still don't have clarity I'm going to be launching a lot on blockchain. We're going to be implementing DLT into everything, but we need clarity. That's the unfortunate part here in the United States. And tell me where to send a check to Vitae Vin. Tell me where to send a check to XRPL Labs, right? Which I believe that you can actually buy a pro version of the ZUM. I've been meaning to do that. I need to go do that. You go pay like eight bucks a month to the ZUM wallet to pay for the premium version. And you get a, it's, it's, it's um, ZUM Pro. I think is what it's called. And I might have to do that because I want to support these guys that are actually building on the ledger. They're outside of the United States. And so they actually feel comfortable enough to build on the XRP ledger. What a beautiful thing. I'll send them 10 bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm going to be looking to setting up this myself as well. And what we're looking at here, folks, massive utility, massive utility. And you guys know this is why Ethereum had the token factory going on over there is because it was a smart contracts platform, right? That, that it was the first smart contracts platform and then they got a free pass. <laughs> so fire up the token factory and you create 20,000 little tokens, memes, and you accomplish very little real business. 
What I'm excited for, for this XRP Vegas conference that's coming up, and I want to give a huge shout out to, I did miss a super chat from, uh, that was Don Brandt. Thank you for the 10 spot, Don. I appreciate that, 10 spot. What I'm looking forward to at this XRP Vegas conference is getting into the room with some big bags of XRP and we can shake hands and do deals and figure out, you know, what businesses we're going to be building out, what we can collaborate on. There's going to be developers on the XRP ledger. I think Casino Coin's going to be there. Poly, you know, so many, so many uh, builders and developers are going to be there. It's not just going to be a bunch of influencers doing a photo op. And the conversations that I'm looking forward to having is what are we building on this thing? What do we got in the works? boys and girls, right? Because this is the ledger to do it on. This is the ledger to do it on. We didn't get the free pass. We had to go through a two-year lawsuit. And a lot of people in the XRP community are giving up. They're folding, which is the unfortunate thing that's happened through this. We warned about this, is that a recession was going to be coming and people were going to be forced to give up their bags. Even if they still had conviction, I see stories all the time of people having to give up their XRP. Unfortunate events hit you in life. Bad things happen to good people every day. What you saw was criminal corruption at the highest level. It's all getting exposed. Will we ever see them actually held accountable? I don't know. It did make me a little bit excited to see them get pressed. And I put out a tweet yesterday. And I said, Gary Gensler getting roasted on Congressional Hill. Fantastic to see. And now we know that Jamie Dimon is going to have to give two days. Take take the stand for two days in the case with his bank funding and facilitating some evil operations. And I'm not going to name the names. And I, and I commented and I said, it does seem like we're starting to reveal some truth. I'm not trying to get too excited yet. I'm not holding my breath to, to see the handcuffs put on these guys. But at least we're able to apply some pressure. And, and some of the truth is starting to get out. And what's happening the truth is getting out, and that's why we have an unprecedented demand for the suppressed assets. Folks, I'm about to show you this article right here at the end, talking about silver. It's absolutely massive. Last article here in regards to crypto, Emi Yoshikawa. Ripple is also hosting the XRP Ledger Zone at our own venue just a few blocks away from the consensus venue. The XRPL Zone is an all-in-one location for Web3 developers to learn, build, and collaborate on the XRPL projects. To join us, please register at XRPL Zone at Consensus. So I am very glad to see that. <laughs> consensus is going to be taking place next week, and I'm glad to hear that Ripple is going to be setting up and hosting the XRP. PL zone. That is fantastic to see. But I got to finish this article off, folks. This is so massive. And so many people are going to get left behind. And it's just undeniable. It's not clickbait. It's not hype. It's just data facts. And it's called a 230 million ounce deficit in silver. Folks, check out this most recent report from the Global Silver Institute. Or sorry, the Silver Institute. Total global silver demand posts record high of 1.24 billion ounces in 2022. Folks, this data is absolutely staggering. It's undeniable. And that's why you're seeing the premiums go up. You're not getting this ounce of silver for 25 bucks, not even probably 30 bucks, right? You're seeing the supply getting drained, premiums going up. Get it while you can kind of setup taking place as we have a 237.7 million ounce deficit last year. 
you know, it's funny. I've made a couple of videos about this recently and I get little people in the comments and they just comment bullshit. Excuse my language. They just say BS. This is a lie. This is undeniable, folks. Undeniable. All major silver demand categories achieved record highs in 2022, pushing total silver demand to a new high of 1.242 billion ounces last year. Silver industrial demand rose by 5%. Physical investment increased by 22%. And jewelry and silverware rose by 29 and 80%, respectively, leading to the total global silver demand milestone. Since 2020, the global total has increased by 38% as world economies recover from the pandemic. Folks, are you kidding me? Now, some estimates say that industrial demand could go up by 15% this year. It was 5% last year, according to these metrics, and some experts are putting out numbers like a 15% increase in just the industrial demand. See, industrial demand last year grew 5%, physical investment by 22%, that's massive. Jewelry and silverware, 29 and 80% respectively. Unbelievable, folks. Along with the record silver demand and low mine production, right, even less is getting produced, the silver market achieved its second consecutive annual structural deficit at a significant 237.7 million ounces last year. These and other important drivers of the 2022 silver market are examined in the World Silver Survey 2023 released today by the Silver Institute. The survey also provides insights and an outlook for this year's silver market. And the silver, uh, the survey was researched and produced for the Silver Institute by Metals Focus, the London-based independent precious metals consultancy. So, right there, you see it, folks, and it is just undeniable. <clears throat> Industrial demand was also supported by electrification within the automotive segment and other power generation and distribution investments. All this new, all these new deals, all of it, demand just goes up. A rise in vehicle output, 5G network investments, and growth in the construction industry also assisted the segment. Similarly, other industrial demand fabrication rose, chiefly due to increased demand for ethanol oxide catalysts. The overall total was also helped by thrifting and substitution outside of PV, remaining modest. Apart from a 6% decline in Europe, all regions saw growth. India led with a 24% jump, followed by East Asia at a 7% and North America at 6%. Now remember that, India leading with a 24% jump. And we, we, we always, when we talk about this deficit that we had last year, 237 million, I always remind you guys that India purchased 400 million ounces of silver last year, right? Just a massive purchase from India. And so this is the main point of the whole deal that we're looking at right now. Whether you think it's happening or not, you know, whatever. I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm not here to tell you how, how to, you know, understand this reality. That's up to you to decide. I'm just one guy here who's sharing my story and how I'm doing it and how I'm navigating it. And I do it in the most transparent way. I tell you guys when I buy something, I tell you guys when I short Bitcoin, I tell you when I buy more silver. And that's going to be my next purchase. Along with silver, we have cash on the sidelines for real estate. And I told you, good guy Gary Gensler and the SEC want to sue Bitrix. And, and Al Grand wants to drop 
after they deem or declare, declare the algorithms of security, buy that dip. I, I bought that dip. That's not financial advice. I'm just showing you guys how I'm moving through this thing, right? We're not buying into the FUD. And we're keeping our eyes on the prize focused here on a situation that continues to develop. And it's not clickbait. It's not hype. It's not headlines. It is headlines, but it is reality that many people don't even know about and are, are in denial about. Right now, you're seeing the vaults are getting drained. So I want to encourage everyone who's trying to make an allocation of precious metals, start the process now. You can go to my website, roll over the 401k retirement account, or we can ship the metals directly to you. We can facilitate whatever you'd like to do. If you want to preserve your 401k, your retirement account, let's move it over to precious metals. We can do that. If you want to get the metal shipped directly to you, we can help facilitate. If you want to get tapped in with our community, you want a one-on-one -on -one session with myself, we can make that happen. We can make it all happen. I'm here of service for this community while we're seeing an unprecedented demand for the suppressed assets, massive manipulation, massive distortion, and finally, we're starting to get some truth revealed. You guys are seeing it in DC. You guys are seeing it with good guy Gary, shaking, a little shaky there, Gary. And our community remains steady, building. And that's where we're gonna be at. That's where we're gonna be focused on. Folks, this is an amazing opportunity for our community, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm listening and I'm reading comments every day and I'm seeing what you guys are doing. You guys are building businesses. You guys are buying cryptocurrencies, digital assets that are going to transform the payments infrastructure. They're going to transform every aspect of our world through DLT technology, right? You guys are moving in real estate. And I love to see that because a lot of people thought they were moving in real estate. That, that, that participation trophy economy is coming to an end rather quickly, isn't it? They're in real estate. And then the other thing that we've been doing is we've been prepping on a very simple level, making sure that we can feed our family, making sure that we can maybe turn the lights back on if the systems go off, making sure that we can transact if the banking app's not working, if the systems are down. And so this strategy allows us to sleep peacefully at night and move steadily through the storm, calmly. And at times I laugh and at times I cry with the state of our country, if I'm being honest. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Sometimes you got to just laugh. But what is so heartbreaking to me is to see the main street, the middle class, friends and family, turn the key on their business, get wiped out in real estate. And they, they did everything right. See their 401k get wiped out, listening to friends and family talk about it. Yeah. And, and we laugh because I'm the crypto kid and my bags have been decimated. Absolutely. Still in profit, actually. At least on my XRP. <laughs> and we're, we're still in profit on our silver. You know. Um, we, we, we joke because my bags have been decimated 70%. I still have, God willing, decades to make back that money. Make back that wealth. To still generate something. But what kills me is when I hear the stories of someone at the end. They're at the end of their road. And they're taking a 20%, a 30% cut on everything that they worked so hard for. That's what kills me. But see, here's an opportunity for us. We get our friends and family tapped in. We get them on board while we still can. We help them build their businesses, encourage them, get a little side hustle going, take a little action, not just sit on the couch, not just watch CNN, Fox News, whatever turns you on, whatever gets you going and not take action. 
not just spend all day on the phone scrolling TikTok and Twitter and talking, but actually doing something. Okay. And so, like I said, you can get tapped in with our investment community. That's on my website. You can get your precious metals, 401k rollover, send them to your house. You let us know what you want done. And we're here of service. Okay. I got a team behind me that's helping me facilitate. So if I don't get right back to you, we got the team looking through everything. We just launched a Facebook page, Instagram page. If you haven't already, I don't know if we've put the links on down below yet, but we'll make sure we get the links on down below for the official Facebook and the official Instagram. I guess people still use that. Not my preferred platforms. Um, but it's an absolute pleasure listening to the stories of the action and the investments that our community has been taking. At this point, let me open it up. What do we got for the Q&A? Let's go rapid fire with it. What are you guys working with? What are we working with? Yeah, it's all at my website. Thank you. Thank you. TikTok, what's up? We need to help each other and our neighbors. 100%, Jemmy. Any tickets for Vegas available? The ticket, uh, Vegas is sold out. But the secret sauce meetup, the secret sauce meetup, uh-oh. You can't tell your friends and family about this one. This is at the hidden spot with the secret sauce. There might be a little speculation. We might have a little fun. Uh-oh. What are your thoughts on using Glint Pay? It's all utility. It's all something outside of the U.S. dollar, I guess. Right? You got an allocation to precious metals, but then you're basically spending and they're converting it back into USD for you. I'll tell you, you know, for me, it's both. It's not one or the other. It's it's for sure having some on hand, though, because you never know when the systems go down. What are you going to barter with? You know, so you keep you keep a little stack of something. I just have one ounces and 10 ounces, and I'm looking to diversify more and maybe pick up some gold eventually. You know, we got cash. Like I said, the Second Amendment's an investment that we just made uh, over the last 10 years. And then I came late to the precious metals game last year. That's when I first started stacking precious metals last year. So I'm trying to catch up to you guys in your big, big stacks. What is the 401k gold rollover? Um, just go to my website and you can um, find the link for gold. Okay. And that'll take you to the website. You can get in touch with my partners and they'll help you uh, roll over your retirement account, your 401k to precious metals. Yeah. So like I was saying, get the process started though, because the supply is getting drained out and the premiums are going up and the process takes some time, especially if you have a 401k. If you have a 401k retirement account, it does take some time, right? Um, and, 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 and as far as what the offerings are, they vary too. So that's why I like having a couple options. So um, guys at my website, just get in touch with us. Let us know that you want precious metals and just let us know whether you're looking to roll over your 401k or you want it shipped directly to you. We got the right folks that'll help you get you set up and hook it up. Is the dong a good currency to hold? I personally don't hold any of the foreign currencies. I personally don't. 
yeah, woo, woo chili. Um, any 401k, any IRA program, any retirement account. Yeah. Yep. Any retirement account. I'm not saying that it's not a good opportunity. I don't have a, I don't really have an opinion. I, well, I guess I do have an opinion. Um, it's a very low risk, high reward investment, right? Like for a few hundred bucks, you can get a million of the currency or whatever the story is, right? You tuck it under your mattress. See, I like having options. I'm not a hate. I don't, I don't, you know, I like it. I like it. I like having options, cash, other currencies, multiple passports. There's, there's whole levels to the game, right? How much XRP do I hold? Just a few. Okay, just a couple. Now, if you guys missed, um, we did an interview last week with Jake Claver. That was a nice session. If you guys missed that one, I'll make sure that that gets into the interviews playlist. And be, be on the lookout, folks. We got some more on the way. Uh, we did Jake last week, had him on our show, and we talked about an asset-backed financial system and more. Kind of kind of the whole gambit of uh, current events and topics relating to the financial system. And so that was a fun session. Are they going to peg the dinar finally? See, that's the thing where I'm at with these currencies. I just can't get good enough news on what they're backing their currencies by. Like... Saudi Arabia just agreed to pay Kenya in the Kenyan shilling for their commodities. I don't know what Kenya backed their currency by, but apparently it's good enough for Saudi Arabia to make payments in it. So, you know, that's for me. Is I, it, It's tough to get good enough information for me to make. I, you know, yeah. I don't diversify all that much, if I'm going to be honest. Um... But I do like diversifying amongst the asset classes. Like I don't own 20 cryptos. I just did a portfolio update with my Discord group last weekend and went through all the things that I hold. And it's mostly XRP. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Everyone knows that about me. It's mostly XRP and then I have a few other positions. But then other than that, um, I don't hold 20 cryptos. But I like to diversify amongst the asset classes. So that's why I got my precious metals. The next asset class that I'm looking to move into is real estate. Um, but we're waiting for the deal to be right. Zach, could you describe how to legally transfer ownership of your XRP bags to your LLC as a tax strategy? Um, yeah, so what we need to work with is with, with the state planners and accountants and to just let them handle it. I, I mean, really... I can't give you financial or legal advice, so I can't answer that question. I would just say that you got to speak with your professionals and let them set it up. Like I just went, I just actually, I went to my professional today, went to my accountant today, right? So I have an ongoing relationship with all of my professionals. They're, they're like kind of part of my team. I consider them part of my team. Um, and so, you know, I, I like relationships where I can call them at any time and they're going to pick up the phone, right? They're going to get back. They're going to work with me. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's kind of what I look for. And so that's actually the the next process for me is actually the estate planning part. Um, and we've been having conversations with lawyers on multiple issues. 
um, I guess protecting multiple assets is the right way to say that, right? Protecting the businesses, protecting our wealth, protecting our real estate. So many conversations happening. And um, yeah, but that is um, the right way of thinking the right way of thinking. And I think that that's how Gary Gensler got around uh, when, when they questioned if he owned any digital assets. He said no, that he doesn't. But the way that he said it and worded it leaves out the the potential for him to just have it held in some trust, some entity, right? And that's how these guys operate. He's just a little snake, a little weasel. I mean, just just looking at these guys. Just pathetic. And I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has exposure to Ethereum or consensus in some way. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, folks, I'm going to wrap up this session. If you guys can do me a big favor, smash that thumbs up. If you appreciate what we're doing here, make sure you hit that notification bell. And everything is over at my website, ZachRector.com. I appreciate everyone. And remember, we are running a special right now. So if you sign up for a year of the Patreon membership that gets you access to the Discord group, okay? Sign up for one year in advance, you're going to save 16%. And you can take advantage of a free 30-minute one-on-one session with me where we can talk about life, chop it up on any topic, any discussion. And obviously, I'm not in the capacity of any financial advisor, right? But I just call this a one-on-one -on -one session where we get to hang out, talk about life, and see what we're up to. And a lot of people have been pulling value out of those conversations. So I would just encourage you guys to take advantage of that deal because I'm going to be ending that actually rather shortly. And that's going to be, like I said, you sign up for a year of the Patreon Discord. And then you're going to get a free 30-minute one-on-one session along with 16% off, okay? I appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. I'll see you in Vegas, okay? Take care. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.